What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Lashbox LA podcast. No, I'm kidding. This is the Live Bay podcast where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to our show, welcome. We're extremely petty. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this show is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or lash business owner. So whether you work for yourself or someone else, this podcast is for you. Hey, guys. This is Mike and Shauna Jones. We are the owners of Live Bay Lash. No, Lashbox? No. Our heart is to share with you guys our uphill battle in this lash industry and to give you guys a, wait. Real raw version. No, no, I missed a part. And to show you what started out of a tiny bedroom in our house, extremely broke, has turned into an eight-figure company. We are here to encourage you during your lash journey and to give you guys a real raw version of what things really like. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about life after lashing, ways to transition from lash artist to business owner. That'll be good. Yeah. But before we jump into that episode, <laughs> uh, we got classes coming up. Maybe, maybe not, depending on how the shutdowns go. Uh, as of right now, we're still doing makeup dates for San Diego and Denver. We got Phoenix and Vegas going on this month. We'll be in Houston in January, Tampa, Atlanta, and Nashville all in January. Please check the calendar, livebayclasses.com. You can figure out when we're coming to your city. Yeah. So country music song. We're coming <laughs> to your city. Yeah. Also keep in mind with our classes, you can do PayPal financing. So that's a great option for you. Never the link is on the class website. Also, if you already know Classic, you can take our volume and mega portion. It's Wednesday through Friday. So three days. Um, and the price is... I don't know. Pretty expensive. <laughs> Anyways, all the info is online. Uh, and then we also have our online VR courses, December yes. 15th and January 19th. Yep. And if for some reason the class was canceled due to COVID, you guys have the ability to go to a different state or take a VR class or, um, you know, just wait a few weeks on our rescheduled dates. And then also we have our online platform. Monthly memberships. Yeah. So our monthly memberships are 99 a month. Super amazing. You have, you know, Mike and I mentoring you, whatever stage you're at. 20% off products. You get two live, um, you get two free, <laughs> two free tutorials per month from start to finish. So, you know, different wispy looks and just different stuff. It's pretty amazing. Um, two lives with Mike and I per month. Um, and you have your own customer service line. So any questions you guys have, anything you need help with, you guys get answers within minutes. It's pretty amazing. And a free gift per month of my choice. Wow. That's so fun. super epic. Yeah. So epic. Anyway, jumping into the episode. So, life after lashing. Yeah. Man, I wish it was like a retirement episode. Like, life after lashing. Uh, we are no longer with Live Bay Lash. We're going to play golf. Yeah. That'd be fun. Mm. Uh, so, oh. at some point in time, some point in time, you're going to get to that point where you're just sick of lashing. You're ready to shoot yourself in the face. And I'm not saying it's going to happen to everybody. You might just be one of those people that could do it for 40 years and never get sick of it. Yeah. But. For the other 99.8% of the people out there at some point, no matter what you do, if you were a professional athlete, if you're a lash artist, if you're a doctor, uh, if you're a famous influencer or a Kardashian, you're just going to get sick of doing it. I mean, heck, the Kardashians even quit filming their show. Yeah. Like they were just like, enough, enough. Yeah, I can imagine. I get it. I feel it. <laughs> just kidding. But at some point in time, you're going to want to make that transition. What were you just saying? I was just saying, um, or maybe it's not a transition. You know, we had somebody that came into the warehouse the other day to buy like a huge order of supplies. She just bought a salon. She didn't even know anything about lashes. So she wanted to physically come in here and um, steal all my ideas. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> she came in here to, she wanted to physically see everything because she wanted to see all my ideas. No, I'm just kidding. Because she just bought a salon and she's not a lash artist. Yeah, she had so no idea what she's doing. She had no idea. And I thought that was great. Like we brought her in and we, I showed her everything. So she was probably recording it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, she, but she never saw like a lash glue before. She didn't see, she, she like didn't know the difference between like clusters and individuals. So it was really neat to like bring her tweezers. in. Differences yeah. So maybe you're not in a transition. There's a lot of people who just like, well, especially now with the economy dumping and people just wanting to sell off their businesses. Um, you know, there's a lot of people scooping up businesses, but they don't have the experience. So, you know, this could go towards like, hey, you're just getting into the industry, but you're not a lash artist because you can still own a lash salon and not be a licensed esthetician or Cosmo. That's a great point. That's something you can do. People always ask me that. I'm like, yeah, you can own whatever you want to own. You know, like it doesn't mean you have to be a lash artist. I don't think Raina's a lash artist, is she? Um, no idea. I really don't give a... Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what I was going to say is, you know, my... Oh, no, I was just saying that salon owners, more yeah. salon owners who, who don't aren't necessarily lash artists. Yeah. If you just, if you just like have the money... put that legal money, disclaimer in there. Yeah. If you just have like the money and you just want to like own a salon, that's great. My personal opinion is I think that we have gone as far as we have because I used to be a lash artist. So I know exactly what it's like. So I feel like me managing salons, um, you know, even though... I don't really do that anymore, but I'm still kind of there. But I think we have had success with it because I was in the trenches and I know, you know, everything down to the products that work and don't work. And, um, you know, on an emotional level, I know what it's like to be a lash artist. So I think it's I think it's better if you have experience, but you can make it work without it, too. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, Warren Buffett always mm-hmm. says, never own a business that you don't know anything about. Yeah. Like you got to you can't just recklessly go out and buy something and hope it'll work. Because, I mean, that'd be like me buying like a steel fabrication plant, you know what I mean? Or buying something that just I've never even in my life done and I'm trying to learn on the fly. And so she she went in there, was a lash artist, took her lumps, learned how to, when we were flat broke, how to bring in clients, you know, not advertise, just had to go through the steps. And what you don't realize, a lot of you out there, you're getting frustrated trying to figure out how to get clients. You're getting frustrated because your times aren't there. You're getting frustrated. No matter what thing you're getting frustrated with in the lash business, this is a free education for your future. You don't realize it right now because you're frustrated with whatever you're having a hard time with in this industry, but it's all a free education because the more you do it, the better you're going to get at doing those things that are uncomfortable until they become comfortable. And then you learn, you figure it out and you say, oh, okay, this is how you solve this problem. Because when you make that transition from lash artist now to salon owner, now you're the person having to show this new crop of, of lash artists how to overcome the same issue that they're running into now that you used to run into. So don't look at these times when you make that transition and you're dealing with these problems, don't look at them like problems. Look at them as like evolution steps to learn how to solve the problem so that you can then foster and train and build your own little army of lash artists. You know what I mean? They always say the best leader leads from the pack, right? They're in the the trenches doing the work with them so people can actually see you leading by example. If we were just sitting up here, you know, up on top, we had a bunch of people carrying us around this giant gold throne. We're cracking the whip and telling them what to do. <laughs> That'd like, be great. Yeah, like, like this dictator, what is he talking about, <laughs> I'm right? Just but, yeah, but like I'll give an example Black Friday, we're in the warehouse. We got in here at what, four or five in the morning. We worked through three shifts. We had our midnight shift, our 8 a.m. shift, and our four o'clock. And we yeah, worked we were with for like all of them. Almost 13 hours. Yeah, it was crazy. But at, one, at no point in time are we sitting up there with a megaphone going, okay, over there. Box faster, you. <laughs> like she was packaging, I was pulling orders. We were running, we were getting coffee for people. Like 
from a humble point of view, we were just like humbling ourselves down to that level and showing by example. So what that does is if you're an employee and you see the owner and they're working just as hard as you, it changes the culture, it changes the atmosphere and it makes them want to work even harder for you. So just remember that, like my wife's saying, you gotta, it, it, you don't have to be a lash artist, you can be an owner, but it helps if you're a lash artist because you've gone through every step, right? Just like a restaurant owner. If the French fry guy calls off, he's blanching fries. The dishwasher doesn't show up, he's washing dishes. Like he knows how to, he can cook something real fast on the stove. Like he's jack of all trades. And that's what makes it nice if you're a lash artist. You've been through those situations. You know how to lead by example. And you know how to show these people how to overcome those objectives. So I think it's a great point. Uh, if You know what I mean? Because it's going to give you the, the basic knowledge to start out. Yeah. I was just going to say like you can't be an asshole. Like – you know what I mean? Like if you're a lash artist and you want to be become a business owner, like I can be an asshole. Like, trust me, I can be a, I can be a dickhead. But if you want to be like an actual owner of a company, you have there's a there's a kind of personality that like you have to have and you have to have like in this um, like an emotional side, especially like in the lash industry, you know, that's all female. So you kind of have to have like an emotional side. Um, so it's either you or you need to hire someone like management to manage your lash artist. And this isn't sexist, but like 95% of the time it's females. So lots of drama, lots of feelings, lots of talking, lots of emotion going on. So as an owner, you if you can't do it, you need to assign someone to take care of that because, um, you know, if they're employees or they're independent contractors or, or whatever, you have to have you know, you have to have a personality to, to handle that because you can't uh, – in my opinion, what I've seen from owners that maybe I don't even know that well, um, but I know how they run their business and they treat people like shit. And I feel like as a business owner, like that's something that you can't do, number one, because you're not going to keep your staff on. But um, you you definitely want there's there's just so much customer service to it. Um, and I feel like we have gotten so far because because we really care. Sarah Blakely, the owner of Spanx, who I just love. Her come up story is like so amazing. Um, she's like somebody that I really like look look up to in business. And um, she was saying, you know, she started her company obviously forever ago, but she's like, you know, I may have not had the most money, but I had the biggest heart. Like she always cared. And I feel like that relates to our business too, because um, it says something about your business and it really shows to uh, your clients and your customers if you have a big heart and you really care. So if you're like a lash artist that, you know, you're a lash artist and you used to work for somebody, you went out on your own because you, you know, want to better yourself and you want to make that transition to hire people under you, you have to have like a kind of personality and you also have to have like a kind of work ethic. And if you're already like putting your nose up to that, unfortunately, you know, you may want to be an independent lash artist for a little bit longer until you get to that stage or maybe you're young and you need to mature whatever the case may be yeah you're gonna have to learn how to manage those personalities you're gonna yeah. have to you know what i mean it's no no great leader ever builds a team not doesn't have some sort of leadership quality where they can manage those mm -hmm. we don't listen you're not gonna like everybody works for you we don't yeah and people have a hard time like the one episode we did people there was like a lot of comments like oh yeah like you, you know whatever you're talking like bad about employees that used to work for you like well this is the raw side of it you know like you don't you don't go through life and you like everybody and that's fine yeah. like i can still have respect for someone and not like them and that's a business owner point of view like we have over 200 employees do you think that i'm going to like every single person <laughs> sorry like i'm real i'm a real person i'm a real human 
And that's just not the case. But you're not you're not in this to like everybody and make friends. You're, yeah. you're, you're in this thing to make money and to groom them to be the best they can be so mm-hmm. that they can make money and make money for you. So it, it trickles downhill. And yeah. so, and honestly, and this is a real number, only 50% of the people out there are going to actually like you. Yeah. True story. Like you, everybody you meet, only 50% are going to like you. Some are going to pretend they like you and they're going to be full of shit. Yeah. That happens a lot. But yeah. um, I mean, that's, yeah, that's just the truth. I don't know why people get like so weird about that. Like, oh, what do you mean? You don't like all your employees? Like, no, we have a lot of employees. That's okay. Like I can still be respectful and have a conversation with somebody I don't like. I'm not that immature. Yeah, I definitely had to learn how to <laughs> smile and wave and high five a lot of people I don't like. Yeah, but that but that's just business. It doesn't matter if you're in the lash industry or anything else. This is just life in general. You know what I mean? But and also I think that like if you're a younger person, because I think of myself like, oh my gosh, if I was trying to do this in my twenties, I was such a shit show. I wasn't matured. My mindset was totally wrong. You know, maybe this isn't for you now. Um, and maybe like you know, you're like, yeah, I want to be a business owner, but like blah, blah, blah. And you have all these excuses. Why not? Maybe now's not the time for you. Maybe you just need to mature a little bit more and you'll figure it out in a few years. So I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think that um, there's anything wrong with that either. I would just make the transition when you truly feel like you're ready. Let's let's give some practical tips real quick here. So who's the ideal person that's ready? What do they have going? What do they have client wise? What do they have saved? What do they have? You know, a lot of things. Well, I mean, we did it ass backwards, so it's kind of hard to get some that because well, you can matter. have no money and do it. It's yeah. just more of a struggle. The, so the ideal person would obviously have a book of business. They'd have quite a bit of clients mm-hmm. to where almost to a point where they can't take on any new clients because they're so busy. Yeah. Um, the ideal person is going to have somewhat decent credit mm-hmm. so they can obviously get a lease in their name. Yeah. They're going to have the ability, hopefully by now, at least have hired or in the process of hiring a person to start slowly training and getting involved. Yeah. Um, the ideal person has figured out how to advertise and bring in clients, not just through word of mouth, but has also figured out how to run like social media ads and things to, to yeah, so whether the door. Or they have hired someone to do that. You can do that as well. Yep. Like, so you're not doing everything. Um, and then also like have a little bit of, you know, money in the bank, or if your credit's good, you can get a loan as well, but it's always good to just have your own personal money invested as well. Um, SBA does loans for mm -hmm. startup. You know what I mean? Like if it's a brand new company, the SBA will give you a loan, not a huge one, but they'll give you a loan to start your first suite. And it's always good not just to use, you always want to use other people's money if you can play with the bank's money at the house money, but you're still going to want to have your own little nest egg saved up just in case you blow through that. You're going to need to have those reserves. Plus, it's good to learn how to save money so that you can budget for things in business. Yeah. I've said it before, the first two years after we opened up, made that transition from my wife working as a lash artist out of the house to salon owner, those first two years were no money. You know what I mean? We didn't make any money on it. We were just trying to survive, pay the rent, pay our bills, and hope the guy we'd eventually make money on it. Yeah, I would say on just more of a personal personal side is you want to make sure that like your life is a little bit peaceful because if you are going through rough stages in your life where there's a lot of commotion, you know, maybe you're in a crappy relationship or you don't have a babysitter, it's going to be really hard to manage a business when you know, your personal life is a mess. There's a lot of people that I know, and this is no like disrespect because my life has been super messy before, still is, but um, 
you're trying to run a business or you're even trying to like maintain like just life and work and everything. But sometimes like your personal life gets into it, you know, and I've seen a lot of people that even have worked for us and it's like it really affects our work. So I would try and make sure that like your outside life is a little bit more organized and less chaotic so you can focus, you can really focus in and make it work. For sure. Good episode. Good episode. Well, that's all we got for you guys today. As always, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. We grow this thing as a movement, so we don't charge a fee for it. Our fee is that you please just refer somebody who could greatly benefit from these episodes. And join the Lash T, T-E-A on Facebook. T-E-A. Good support group. Great support group. Until then, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank Thank you. you.